Welcome to the Van Hack Podcast, the podcast for tech talent that wants to get hired abroad. Do you want to know and understand in detail all the secret tactics you need to get to hired abroad? My name is Jorge. I am the head of recruitment at Vanhack, and I am joined today by my wonderful colleague, Carolina. So uh, thank you, Jorge. I am Carolina. I am a talent manager at Vanhack. Thank you, Carol, for joining us today. And uh, we'll be talking about uh, secret tactics to get hired abroad. So that is the topic of today's uh, webinar. Uh, Carolina is uh, one of our talent managers, as she mentioned, and I have been working for Vanhack for the past uh, three years. And for the last six months, I've been leading the recruitment team. Uh, so together, we have a bunch of tips, interesting tips and tricks, um, and also some inside knowledge to help you um, in the process of getting hired abroad. So um, hopefully you will find these tips uh, useful. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get started. Great. So the agenda for today, we have four um, specific topics that we want to focus on. Um, the first one is the timeline, the hiring process of Manhack. So um, this is a very common topic that, that gets brought up. Uh, among our candidates and also among some of our customers. Uh, they want to understand what it's like to apply for a position inside um, or through the management platform rather. Um, and we're going to give a, just a quick overview of what you can expect um, as a candidate when applying for a job, both um, before applying for a job and after applying for a job. Um, the second topic is uh, things to consider when applying for a job abroad. This is also um, a very interesting topic because if you have experience applying for jobs internationally, uh, you will notice that this is entirely different from applying for a local position. Um, there's a lot of things to consider, especially um, when relocation is on the table. So that is something that we're going to focus on uh, today as well. Um, the third topic for today is your profile on the platform. Here we are going to share um, just some insider information and some, some tips, tricks on how to improve your visibility and your profile on the Manhack platform to increase your chances of not just getting um, to the stage where you're being reviewed by one of our talent managers like Carolina, but also eventually scoring an interview with one of our hiring partners. And the fourth is uh, just the uh, general uh, tips, like insight secrets, um, things that we uh, consider and things that we know from our experience that our customers consider um, to help you score that job abroad that you've been um, that you've been applying for. Great. So I think we can move on to the next one. Yes. Um, so we are going to start talking about how it looks the process um, when you apply for a job with Funhack, which, as Jorge said, is very different when you are applying for um, a local position rather than applying for an international um, selective process. Um, so the first thing it, I believe is very, very important in it, it is like a very simple thing, but it is important. Um, it's actually like reading the whole job description, uh, making sure like um, you have the requirements the job description is asking for, and uh, you are okay as well with the activities that we have on the job description. So being sure that you are uh, the right match for that job. Um, also, after that, of course, like the best part is like applying for the position itself. So you, if you are the right 
match for the position, like be sure that you apply for the position. After that, usually um, a talent manager from Van Hack reviews your profile. So at that moment, we analyze if you are the right fit, if you have the requirements we are looking for. Um, it's kind of like the talent manager um, ha has to decide um, if they are going to present your profile to the company. So this is a very important step as well. Sometimes um, in this step, the talent manager will ask for an interview with you um, to gather more information about your profile. Um, of course, to share with the company, but also to add that information to the platform. Um, so also that means if you have, um, if you had already an interview uh, with a talent manager from Van Hack in the past, um, you are you don't need to have another interview in the future. So uh, we talk um, with each other about the candidates and we add information to the platform. So if you had an interview um, in the past, in the future, we are going to usually uh, recommend your profile directly to the company itself. Yeah. So. Um, just speaking a little bit about the, the matching, um, it's very important to consider, just going back a little bit, very important to consider um, that you have not just the main skills, uh, but also some of the complementary skills as well, because those will increase your chances of getting hired or at least getting picked um, by the company. And um, it's uh, not just the like the hard skills that are required by a position like AWS or uh, Node.js, JavaScript, those kind of skills. But also um, most of our job descriptions will include a brief summary of what the position is about and also what is expected by the hiring partner in terms of um, not necessarily solid experience, but also like soft skills. So those are also things that you should um, consider before applying for a job. Those will increase your match, which was what Catalina was uh, referring to, and um, will make it more likely that you get picked by one of our talent managers for further review. Um, applying for the position, uh, if you apply for positions at Manhattan, you will know it's uh, very, very simple. You just click on a button and it'll take you to the application screen. Um, a recent feature that we've added to some of our applications is you can actually answer some pre-screening questions before or sorry, during your application. This is very, very important because um, in some cases, those questions will be mandatory and those questions will save you and the talent manager in charge of that of that role time in the long run, because they might ask you about whether you're OK with working. And this is something that we're going to talk about a little bit uh, ahead. Uh, but most of our positions will be remote initially while we work on your immigration process. So some of these pre-screening questions might be if you're OK with working in a specific time zone for a specific amount of time or whether you've had experience you know, building a scalable product or if you've worked in a SaaS company before, FinTech, stuff like that. So pre-screening uh, questions are also something to keep uh, an eye out for because they will increase your chances of getting picked for the role. And uh, as Carolina was saying, um, one of our talent managers will review uh, your application as soon as you finish uh, submitting it. And um, 
it doesn't necessarily mean that you will have automatically an interview with a talent manager. If you've been interviewed by somebody else in the company, all of that information is visible to every single talent manager within VanHack. So to avoid redundancy and duplication of effort, um, sometimes we go by certain interviews and the results of some of the interviews, and you can sort of skip that initial uh, screening step with the internal team. Yeah, yes, that, that is really great that you share, Jorge. And also just remember one thing, like it doesn't uh, exactly mean that uh, you're going to always have an interview when you apply for a position. Uh, that's why we are sharing how important it is to have a good match for the position itself. Because if you don't, like you should, sometimes you are not uh, going to get that interview. Um, so you're not going to move forward. So it's really important the first steps to be really be sure like that is the right position for you. Um, and yeah, when um, you have that interview um, and your profile is shared with the company, um, usually is in the company side. So the company needs to analyze your profile and they need to decide um, if you are the you are the right fit for them. And I know we are going to talk a little bit more about that like in the next slides, but when the company is reviewing your profile, they just they don't read just uh, your title uh, and job description and, uh, sorry, not job description. They don't read just your title and activities, but they also watch your videos, which is very, very, very important because sometimes the company is going to um, see information about soft skills, um, like communication, English skills in the videos. So the videos, they are very important. Um, so yeah, the company needs to analyze your profile and decide if they are going to start the process with you. If they do, um, you are going to move you're going to be moved to the first interview. So usually the companies, um, the company reach out, reach out to you directly to schedule that first interview. But very important, before that, you are going to receive a request to schedule a mock interview with Funhack. And that is a very important step. Um, it's not mandatory, but like, when I, I'm speaking with candidates, I say to all of them, like, I highly recommend you do the mock interview before going to the actual interview with the company, because the mock interview helps you a lot to prepare to the interview process. Um, it's going to help you prepare. Um, in the mock interview, we are going to have a time with a, an advisor from Van Hack. So uh, this advisor is going to ask you questions. You are going to answer those questions. For each question, you are going to receive kind of a feedback. So you're going to have some tips, some feedback to help improve your speech um, and help you succeed in the actual interview process with the company. Yeah. And of course, we'll talk a little bit more about mock interviews in, in one of our future slides and, and, and some of the stats and numbers uh, so that you can you can have a better idea of how important uh, this, this step actually is. Yes, yes, we are going to talk a little bit more about that, uh, but it's a very, very important step and um, um, you're going to receive a mock interview request before you go to the first interview with the company and before you go to the final interview with the, with the company as well. Um, and of course, after the mock interview, after the company decides they want to interview, you, um, they want to interview you. You are going to have the whole interview process with the company. Great. Yeah. This um, at this stage, um, 
it really varies from company to company. So there is, um, it really depends also on what type of company we're talking about. Is this like a three-person startup? Is it a mid-sized startup that is looking to grow their team um, a little bit more? Is this a huge corporation that's um, adding more people to uh, specific teams that are already pre-existing teams uh, within their within their company? So. Every single one of these factors, as well as other factors that we'll talk about in, in the future, um, are going to influence how the process with the company works. And um, the, the main consideration here is that you should keep in mind that the process is not going to be the same with one company or another. They might be similar in the sense that they might be structured in a similar way. So they, it, might, it might start with a screening test, with a screening call, then move on to a coding test, then a live coding exercise, and then a final culture fit interview. Or it could be the other way, the other way around. It could start with a culture fit interview, then there could be no uh, code test. It could just be like a live coding test, and then a final interview with like the CEO or the CTO to sort of finalize things. So. Um, it's important that you keep um, an open channel of communication with your talent manager to understand. Like um, the talent managers are your best point of contact within Benhack because all of this information we already know. We already have an idea because we've had previous meetings with the companies and we understand what, what their selection process is like and how it works especially if those companies have hired people through us before we can give you some tips some tips uh, some tricks on how to actually um, excel during that process and uh, we can just prepare you for what you'll be facing moving forward just um, keep an open mind because the process is going to change uh, widely from one company to another yeah like that question i receive a lot here from the candidates like um some candidates that they are participating more than one process they ask me like but how how is this is um how will the process look like like how many interviews we will have um what what are uh, those steps of the interviews and usually i share with them that like we don't know exactly like we know of course if we know the company but if we don't like it's going to be different from each company from another so it's really important to rely on on your talent manager because your talent manager should be aware of the process and share with you so you can prepare to each step um it's going to be different if you're going first to do to a cultural interview rather than to a technical interview you're going to be talking with different um, different kind of people in each one. So you need to know to which interview we are going first. So rely on your talent manager to help you with that. Yeah. And we're also um, recently launching a new My Jobs page. So a job, the job pipeline will look a little bit different right now. And it's going to be very useful to help you track because... Um, most of you that are listening to this are probably participating or at least applying to several positions at once. And it can be a daunting task to sort of keep track of how all of that is going. The My Jobs page is going to allow you to keep a better track of how each of your processes is going and what to expect moving forward. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Great. So um, for this next... Um, for this next section, we're going to be talking about things to consider when applying for a job abroad. And this goes beyond just the regular uh, preparation on how to excel in an interview. Um, this uh, We're also going to touch on topics like, um, you know, the travel itself, the living expenses, the costs, considering one location over another. All of these are things that uh, even though 
uh, sometimes they can take like they can be in the background or they can take like second place uh, when compared to the actual selection process. It's very important that you keep all of these things in mind because uh, just as we're showing here, 89% um, of our jobs include relocation. That means that you will be moving yourself and your family. If you have a spouse or children or a larger family, you will be moving your family to a different country. Um, the, the country can you know, vary uh, depending on which job you're applying for. 87% of the jobs are in Canada. 5% uh, are in the US for those we don't do actually the relocation because the immigration process for the US is a little bit complicated. So most of those are remote positions and 4% of those jobs are in Germany. So um, all of these jobs that include relocation, there is usually a lot of you know, background things that you need to consider. So uh, one of the first things that um, we always like to discuss with our candidates, but it's very useful when candidates have a, have a better understanding of this going forward is, are you ready to relocate? That's the first question. Because a lot of people just, you know, um, and Carolina can attest to this, they apply for a job, um, you know, they, they see a job in, I don't know, Vancouver. They've heard really good things about Vancouver. They hit, they've heard that it's a great place to live. They want to move to Canada. They see the job and they apply. And then they move forward in the process. And then they get to the stage where they actually, you know, are about to receive an offer from the company. And at that point, it becomes tangible. It becomes real. You come to the realization that if you do accept an offer, this is going to change your life completely. So the first thing that you should ask yourself when you're applying for a job is, are you ready to relocate? If you're married, have you spoken to your spouse? Are you and your spouse on the same page about the timeline, like when you'll be relocating? Like, do you have children? Have you considered, you know, what the future is going to be like how your life and your family's life is going to change once you move um, do you have any particular situation uh, that can prevent you from relocating um, this doesn't necessarily mean that you should not apply for the job but this is something that we need to know as talent managers for Hack. so if there are any situations that you feel could hinder your um, your application moving forward or your eventual relocation please share those with the talent managers. Uh, just to provide a couple of examples, um, if you are, for instance, um, you know, uh, somebody from one nationality, but you're living in another country and you're in that country with a work visa for that country and your uh, living situation in that specific country uh, requires you to be working for a local company, that means that if you do get hired through VanHack, um, you will have to quit the job that you have and you might potentially depending on the legal um, um sort of the, the legality of the of, of your visa you might have to go back home for a certain number of months before you're able to um, actually relocate to canada or germany or whatever um so that's one example that's one thing that you should always mention to your talent manager because that's very important for us to know Again, that doesn't mean that we're going to disregard your application or that we're not going to encourage you to apply, but it will change the dynamics because we will have to inform the company of this situation because it might um, affect your application later on and it might delay or even speed up the immigration process itself. So those are some considerations to, to keep in mind when you're applying for a job internationally. Um, and uh, again, 
it's not about preventing you from applying. It's about full disclosure. Like these, this is a conversation. If you're having hesitations at any stage of the process, bring them forth to your talent manager. They are very well trained. They're very great recruiters and they're properly equipped to help you navigate this situation. Yeah, it's the same stuff that we talked before, right, Jorge? Like, it's really, really different when you're applying for a local position and then you're applying to relocate. Like, most of our positions, as he said, they are positions that you will need to relocate or to Canada or, like, someplace in Europe. So you need to have this conversation, that discussion with your family. You need to have already thought about it, maybe done some research, Um I had some cases, I was just thinking on it, I have some cases of candidates who just, I recommended to, to a company, and when the, the HR from the company was interviewing those candidates, they asked the candidates, um, did you research, like, where do you want to live in Canada? Because we are going to bring you to Canada, but you can work remotely here. So, have you done your research? Do you know... Um, do you know how much it is, your salary expectations in Canadian dollars? And if the candidates don't know anything, like that is a red flag for the company because that's, it seems like the candidate is not really interested, you know, like it's just applying, seeing, seeing where it goes. And sometimes it goes to an offer. And when that offer comes, you like ask yourself, what happened? Like, what do we want to do? Like, do, do I want to relocate? So it's really important to really think about it, um, about it and to have all the information before starting the process or doing the process. Share this information with your town manager so um, the town manager can um, help you and advise you with that. Um, you will also need to think about the passport. I know it's something really simple. Uh, but some candidates, sometimes they don't have a passport or it's not valid. Um, so you need to have a, a valid passport to start the immigration process if you get hired. And one another important thing is to have um, your degree, your higher education degree. And I know we don't talk much about that, but and for some positions, um, you don't actually need, it's not like a must for that position. But for the immigration process, it's very important. So if you don't, again, like it's, it's not that you should not apply for the position. It's just that you should communicate that with your town manager so your town manager can advise you about that. Um, everyone like who works at FunHack, we know um, a lot about immigration. We are not the expert the town managers. We have a team here, uh, our immigration team. But for sure, we know a lot um, to help you with the process and um, to help with questions. Exactly. Yeah, that's um, well. One thing um, part of this Ben Hackcon, you will also have an opportunity to uh, to um, meet some of our global mobility team. They are our immigration experts. Uh, but this, since this topic pertains um, um, th this specific conversation, I just want to expand on that a little bit. Um, you, uh, one thing to consider is that before applying for um, the most common type of process that we that we use uh, to help candidates find a visa in Canada is the global talent stream. Uh, before applying for a global talent stream, your passport um, needs to have at least one or two years of uh, validity on it before you start the application. So that is an important topic to consider. Um, the other thing is that, as Carol was saying, some positions will, because of the 
because of the intricacies of the job. Uh, sometimes positions like data science or data engineer will require somebody with a higher education or maybe with a master's or um, a PhD in mathematics or something like that. Um, most of our positions don't require that. And it is actually not mandatory to have a higher education degree in order to apply and to get considered um, for a work permit in Canada. But your, this will obviously increase your chances of getting the visa faster. And also you have to consider your level of experience. It's usually a balance. So it's usually um, either a higher education degree and at least one or two years of experience or at least four or five years of experience and no degree so that you can be considered for the Global Talent Stream program. So again, we're not discouraging anybody from, from applying because there might be circumstances that can help us navigate and help you get that work permit. Uh, but this is something that you should, again, disclose to your talent manager up front. Um, and um, just to complement something that Carol was mentioning before, um, it's very important when you're interviewing with a company, especially if you're moving forward to the later stages of the process, to have a really good understanding of the city uh, because the living costs and expenses are going to be very different from living in Vancouver versus living in Halifax or uh, Montreal, for instance. So um, if you're interviewing with a company from Vancouver, the salary that you will be offered is likely going to be different than the one in Montreal, for instance, because the Vancouver market is very, very competitive. But you also have to consider that the living costs are going to be significantly higher in a city like Vancouver. So that um, is why it's very important that you do your research and that you prepare yourself accordingly when you're interviewing with a company from one of these locations so that you understand how that's going to influence your, your salary expectations. Um, one thing to consider as well is the different tax brackets that exist in Canada. So the, the percentage of your salary that will go to taxes is going to, is going to vary as well, depending on the province that you move to. So all of these things, um, I know it sounds a lot, very complicated, but if you're really interested in applying for a position and if you're doing well in one specific um, selection process, uh, we strongly encourage you to do your research very well. Um, you can see some of the numbers here. So just to give you an idea, 26% um, of, our, of our candidates um, that actually do relocate end up moving to Vancouver, 27% to Toronto, 7% to Berlin, 5% um, to Montreal, or 3% uh, to Calgary. So my recommendation is that it is very likely that if you end up getting a job to Vanhack, it's going to be in one of these cities. So have a good idea. There are resources like Glassdoor, uh, Payscale, um, um, talent.com that you can use to actually research what the local salaries are, uh, what the tax brackets are. So we strongly encourage you. We will help you, obviously, with this information, but we strongly encourage you to come prepared to the, to the conversation with this information. Yeah, that is a really good point, Jorge, that uh, you were saying that we can help as well, because uh, I had some situations that some candidates... Uh, they were shy, like to, to ask me, like I, like I don't know, like how much it is to live there, like, um, and I, I don't know how to research that, like in which websites. So in that case, it's it's okay to ask help from your talent manager. Like actually, I would recommend you do you do that because we know like a lot about um, 
about how much it is to live in each city, each province um, in Canada or uh, Europe. So my recommendation would be like, if you don't know, that's fine. Just ask, like ask from some support from the Van Hack team. So we can help you to discover how much it is. So you can go prepared to, to the interview of the company. Uh, it's, it's, it's better to ask like our team to, uh, from some, um, for some support, then go to the interview and just say like that you don't know and you didn't do any research about it. So that would be my recommendation. Awesome. Okay. Great. Um, Great. So um, this next section, we're going to be talking a little bit about your profile on the platform. So again, as I mentioned at the, during the introduction, we're going to be giving you a little bit of uh, inside knowledge on how this works and also some numbers so that you have an idea about how much the way that you structure your profile and the way that you prepare your profile will affect your eventual application and also the way that your profile is reviewed by our hiring partners. Um, the first and probably one of the most important things to consider here is your English verification. So as you can see, based on this number, 97% of the candidates um, on the platform um, that, are, that are hired have their English verification um, completed and um, are rated as advanced English or above, meaning that uh, there are several levels that we that we evaluate um, the level of English of our candidates on. Um, it's usually um, basic, intermediate, upper intermediate, advanced, or fluent. So it is very important that you complete your English verification, not just because um, it will affect the way that you are matched with certain jobs, uh, it will also um, reflect on your English videos. And that is something that is very important. And I think a lot of people overlook is how you sell yourself during uh, the recording of your of your English video. So um, that my recommendation is that you take some time to practice your English verification and uh, you're going to be given a set of questions that you have to go through. Um, and just be sure to bring your A game to that verification because that's gonna reflect on your videos and a lot of our talent managers or rather most of our talent managers and a lot of our hiring partners will be reviewing those videos before they decide whether they wanna interview you or not. Yeah, let me just say something, Jorge. Like, I, I love this slide because we are talking about the profile on the platform. Like, we are not talking about the resume. Uh, we have lots of candidates who just, like, add the resume uh, in the platform. They don't work on the profile itself. But the thing that we are going to analyze, the talent managers, usually, and the company is your profile on the platform. So. That's why it's so important to have everything like completed and be kind of like on the top of your game, like on, on your profile. Um, I'm going to bring a little bit uh, more um, about mock interviews again, uh, because again, like this is very important and you are going to receive um, a request to schedule your mock before your first interview. Um, that means that um, you need to schedule yourself that mock. Like you're not going to just receive the invited self and that is it. You are going to receive just a request, like an automated email, and you need to go there and schedule the mock before going to the interview. Um, just a data to show if you, 93% of our candidates hired uh, this year, they had at least one mock interview. So most of our candidates say are doing mocks. So 
uh, if you don't, that, that is not really good because someone uh, oh, maybe applied for the same position is doing the mock and maybe that person is going to succeed. So just think about that for a moment. Mm -hmm. And 7% um, of our candidates uh, hired this year, they had um, from one to five interviews with the company and uh, 13 of them, um, they had between six and 10 interviews. Um, so this means that sometimes, usually, you are not going to get an offer doing just one, two, three interviews. It's important to uh, see those interviews um, as, as a learning path and learn from each interview we are going to do. Learn from each mock interview as, uh, as well that we are going to do and improve for the next one. That is something that we share with our candidates as well, which is like very important. See us as a learning path sometimes. Yeah, it's, and it's also very important as, uh, just to complement what, what Carolina was saying, um, just don't give up if you're not successful during one of your interviews or if one of your, um, if one of your interview processes doesn't go the way that you're expecting, whether during the first stage or the final stage. Um, in my time as a talent manager for Van Hack, I've made over a hundred placements and I can count on the fingers of one hand, the times where I've introduced a candidate to a company and that's the first company that they interview with Van Hack and they get hired. That is a very, very rare situation. And I'm, when I say this, I don't mean to discourage uh, anyone saying that you're going to have to apply hundreds of times. Just keep in mind that the chances of you having one interview with the company and getting hired for that particular company are not going to be very high. Like as, as we're showing it with this data, 70% of the candidates that we uh, helped get hired in 2021 had between one and five interviews before they actually landed a job. So again, something to keep in mind is uh, to remain resilient and you know just keep applying. Um, on the topic of the profiles, I want to talk a little bit more about the code verification. And I don't want to expand on this a lot because a part of the Van Hackcon also will include some uh, members of our interview preparation team, the team that is doing the mock interviews, and they will be doing a bit of a deeper dive into the, the mock process as well as the code verification process itself. Um, but one thing that's really important is that especially when you're applying for um, jobs with companies that maybe are on the smaller side or it's like a smaller mid-sized startup. Um, sometimes they, the, the company doesn't have the resources to do a technical interview for you or a technical test, and they actually rely on our tests as well. So we have a partnership with Qualified. Um, the number of tests that you can take through our platform is very, very broad, and we're constantly expanding that. We recently added one uh, for DevOps. We will be likely be adding more uh, cloud-related um, verifications in the next uh, in the next couple of months. But um, it's very important that you take as many code tests as you feel qualified for, but not just take them willy-nilly. Like take your time because this is a test that will require time and attention and your score might make a difference between you getting picked and eventually hired by a company versus your profile not even being considered. Um, this is not like a... It's not a death sentence, uh, quote unquote, if you don't get a good score at the beginning when you take um, one of the tests, you're actually going to be able to take another test for the same language um, after three months of taking, of taking it. Uh, the tests will likely be different, but it will give you another opportunity to get a better score. 
but it's important that you try to take as many tests as you feel qualified for. But also, again, don't underestimate them because they will take some hours of your time. And it is something that will potentially very likely affect your application for that particular position or for actually any positions that you apply for moving forward. Yeah, like that is a very important point, Jorge. And also I was thinking on the um, something like very simple on the profile, but um, for some candidates that we need to reach out to them to ask them to complete is for every, every experience so you have, you need to add like the title you had in that company and describe the activities. So like add the activities, um, what you did in that company, um, maybe add some projects that you succeeded, some accomplishments. Um, try to remember to add as well, like the tech stack you have used in that project. So have your profile like really completed all, all the, the, the experiences you had, add that to your profile because as I said before, like most of the companies and sometimes uh, even like the talent manager, we are not going to download the resume because the idea is to use your profile on the platform because we have everything there. We have the coding tests, we have the videos. So um, it's important to have as well your whole experience described on your profile. Um, yeah, that's, that is a like very important point as well. Definitely, yeah. Um, we're moving on to the, the, the final section, which is like some... Um, awesome tips uh, to help you um, in your job application. And this is not like a, it's not like a one-off thing, like it's only gonna, we're going to apply for one position or another. This is actually, or these tips that we're gonna share with you are gonna help you for every single position that you apply for through VanHack. So um, the first thing that we wanna discuss here is uh, things that make your profile stand out. And I've, I've briefly touched on this before when talking about the English verification, uh, but I wanna expand on this a little bit more right now. Um, my first tip will be very, pay a lot of attention to the way that you sell yourself during the, during the recording of your video. Because as we mentioned, most of our talent managers and our hiring partners will be watching those videos and they don't wanna see you just you know, spouting out the things that you, the, the stack that you work with on, on your last job. Like, oh, I used Java for three years and I worked at a bank or, um, it, 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 they wanna see more than that because a lot of positions um, that you're gonna be applying for, maybe you don't have the necessary tech skills because you don't have the level of experience on a specific stack that the company's requesting. Um, but, if your soft skills uh, and your culture match with the company can make up for that, then you can definitely, um, not necessarily guarantee, but you can increase your chances of landing a job there. So make sure that you sell yourself properly. Give a little bit of you know, personality to the video. Um, talk about what kind of impact you had on the on the product that you'll be that you are working on. Some things that you find interesting outside of a work environment. Um, what do you do outside of, of work to sort of stay up to date with everything related to tech? Show your interest in uh, that you're not just you know punching a card day in day out and coding. Show that you're actually passionate about the things that you're building and the things that you're working on. 
Yeah, and uh, if I can share a, a tip as well, Jorge, I would say kind of the same thing I said before, but I would explain a little bit more on that as well, like talking about the experiences. So um, to, to add, as I said before, like add your project, your tech stack, um, describe your activities. Uh, don't just write like, um, I am a dev, um, I am a, a Java developer. What does that mean? Like, it's really different if you are a Java developer from one company to another. So how will the company know what you have accomplished there? So really describe that in your resume. That would be like my, my first thing to avoid is not is to not write something like that. <laughs> Definitely. And also um, companies, especially well, the, if the hiring manager is somebody with a technical background who's going to review your application, um, if you have any side projects or if you have any, any, uh, if you have a very active GitHub and you participate a lot in like open source projects, all of those are things that you want them to stand out in your, in your profile. So that's very important to consider. Um, in terms of mistakes to avoid, I would say like one of the main things that I've seen is not having the right environment when you're, when you're taking the call, whether that's with a Van Hack um, talent manager or with uh, the company itself, um, take some time. Just as we've discussed before, preparation is key. Take some time to make sure that you're in the right environment, that you're not in like a very loud uh, room, that you have that your camera. Like this, this might sound um, superficial or even like not super important, but it is actually key. Like the way that you're perceived during the interview is going to severely or very, um, much impact the way that the interview is going to go. So make sure that you have your camera set up in the right position, that you have an adequate background, that you have an adequate environment where there's not going to be a lot of noise or, you know, people interrupting you all the time. Um, I, you know, in my years, not just as a, as working for Van Hack, but as a recruiter, I've seen a lot of things like people taking interviews from their bed or taking interviews while they're walking on the street. That's really not the best environment to sell yourself and to convey the fact that you're actually interested in, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that you're actually interested in, uh, in the process that you're participating in. So that would be like my, no, one of my number one tips is just to be, because first impressions, and I, this might seem a little bit um, trivial or trite, but first impressions do really matter. So just pay close attention to your to the way that you sell yourself during that initial conversation and your environment, your background, all those things. Yeah, like another mistake you should for sure like avoid. Just like when you go to an interview and you don't have any questions. That that shows that you are not actually interested or maybe you didn't do your research. It's really bad. So, like, it's really important to ask questions as well because you need to remind yourself not only about like international um, selected process for any process. It's not only about the interviewer or the company interviewing you. It's also about you interviewing the company and you making sure that is a company you want to work with and you want to work at. So, uh, it's really important to go prepare with questions. Uh, not only for the company itself, but also questions uh, maybe for the talent manager or uh, the person who is going to interview you um, at VanHack. Um, and when you go to the company, um, for each kind of interview, you can have different questions. So you can have like two, three questions for a cultural interview, um, two questions to um, the interview with the tech team. And uh, really like... Um, 
connect those questions uh, with the company so they know that you have done some research about them and you're trying to connect what, like what the company have done with the questions, with the things that you are not sure about and you want to be sure asking them. So yeah, that, that is one thing that I would like to share. Definitely, yeah. Doing your, re your research on the company that you're applying for, I would say um, this again uh, harkens back to some of the things that we've mentioned several times during this uh, during this webinar. But being properly prepared um, from the perspective of are you ready to relocate, also from the perspective of is your profile ready to be presented? Are you selling yourself properly? But to complement what Carol was saying, doing the research on the company that you're applying for, uh, there's a ton of resources out there for you to get the information that you need. Uh, don't be afraid to, if you know the person who's going to interview you, if you know the name of the hiring manager, uh, you can find them on LinkedIn. Don't message them. That's really not a good idea. But at least have an idea of what their background is. Uh, know who the person who's going to interview you is. Know the company that you're interviewing. Understand, uh, you know, their their product, their process. Understand how you would fit into the organization, not just from a technical perspective, but also from a cultural perspective. Like, is it because, as Carol was saying, it's not just them interviewing you; it's you interviewing them. Are you going to be a good fit for their team? Are they actually going to be able to provide the level of growth that you're looking for in your career at that stage? So very, very important to, to use the resources that you have at hand, LinkedIn, Glassdoor, um, all of those websites that you can act where you can actually like Crunchbase, you can also use like just to get news on the company and understand what the company does and how well you would actually fit into that. Yes, that, that is very, very important. Amazing. Well, um, thank you very much, everyone, for um, listening to this uh, to this webinar. Uh, we really hope that you found um, these tips and tricks uh, useful, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in the Backhead platform and uh, helping you find a job abroad. Thank you very much for for your time, uh, Carol, and uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the uh, presenters and webinars at VanHackCon. Yes, it was a pleasure to be here and to talk with you, Jorge. Thank you, everyone. I hope I can meet you someday. <laughs> if you do, just like uh, share with me that you, you watched this webinar. <laughs> and uh, I hope you enjoy the other webinars we're going to have as well. Awesome. Thank you very much, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Van Hack Podcast. Make sure to create your account at vanhack.com to access jobs that are hiring from abroad.